Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. Mi familia, this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Wow, what a beautiful day this is going to be today. Why? Because I'm speaking it. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. And we had a, a, a blessed service yesterday in church and, um, and God's presence was definitely there. God is on the move, you know, and we got to make sure that we remain focused, remain focused in him. Again, we are in Mark 12, 1 uh, through 12. It's a short little portion of, of, the, of this chapter. Well, let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day that you have made. I thank you for waking us up this morning, Father, that we can come before your throne of grace, Father, and, and we can hear your word, Father. Let it be you that speaks and not us, Father. I thank you for everyone that is watching and listening, and I just thank you in advance for meeting them where they're at, Father, for answering their prayers, Father, to always being ready, Father God, to touch our lives in a supernatural way. I thank you for what you're doing what you have done and what you're going to continue to do. And this we ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. All right, stretch if you need to. My lovely Sandra will be reading this morning. Okay, good morning. I am in the NIV version of Mark chapter 12, starting with verse 1 here. It says, he then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard, but they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent still another, and they killed excuse me, and that one they killed. He sent many others. Some of them they beat, others they killed. He had one left to send, a son whom he loved. He sent him last of all saying, they will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read the, this scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Then they looked for a way to arrest him because they knew he had spoken the parable against them, but they were afraid of the crowd. So they left him and they went away. Amen. 
Amen. All right. Thank you, Sandra. Amen. Wow. All right. You know, this is this is a a, a scripture that you know that is in in so many all of the other books. It's found also found in in Matthew's twenty one thirty three and Luke twenty uh, verse nine. It's talked about a little in Isaiah five back in the Old Testament. You know, and uh, and it's and it's pretty much the Lord actually speaking of himself in all this. But let us begin. Let us begin here in, in verse one. He says that, you know, that he that he began to speak in parable, you know, and, and uh, giving them an illustration. And, you know, and he says, a man planted a vineyard and he and he, and he set a hedge around it. He dug the place for the wine you know, at the vault and he built the tower and he leased it. So it gives you all of this instruction, you know, and it, and it was the Lord speaking and the Lord, you know, pretty much this is a story of the Lord calling his people, the Lord calling out to us, you know, you know, because the Lord had made a way for this vineyard to have success. You know, he built it for a purpose, you know, because, OK, who planted the vineyard? The Lord did. You know, the Lord planted the vineyard, you know, who protected the vineyard? The Lord did. He put a hedge around the vineyard. This is God's protection, you know, uh, for us. You know, who prepared the place for the for the fruit, for the wine to be pressed and to be stored? The Lord did. So we can see the Lord's hand in action, all this. You know, who built the tower, you know, so that you can see when the enemy is coming near, the Lord did. So the Lord did all of this preparation. And that's pretty much, you know, in our lives, how God, you know, he's always there. He's always present. He always wants to meet our need. He always wants to make a way. And in this illustration, this is what God is saying, you know, that he's always reaching out to the people, you know, and he says, and it pretty much after building all this and leasing it out, you know, in verse two, it says, and then, excuse me, and in vintage time, he sent his servant, you know, to, to go to the vine dressers, you know, to, so that he might receive a portion, a little bit of the fruit of, uh, that they have, that they produce, you know, and guess what they did? They didn't want to give it up. They didn't want to give anything that they have earned, you know, and, and that's why in verse three, you know, they, they beat him, you know, and, and, they, and they sent him off. But I'm thinking about this, you know, this was a lease. You know what I mean? In other words, they, you know, they made an agreement. They made an agreement that they would do their part. You know, when that time came that they were going to be harvesting and they were going to be gathering up the grapes, you know, that they were going to, at the, uh, you know, agree, agree to send some of this produce out. But yet here we see that they going back on their word. They, even though they signed this lease, even though, you know what, if you and I sign a lease and we decide to break the lease, guess what? We're going to have to pay somebody. We're going to pay the piper because guess what? They're not going to let you out of the lease. They want to hold you to that lease. They're going to make you pay, you know? And here we, we see that these men were arrogant, you know, because why? Because they, when the servant came to them, you know, they said no, and they beat them, you know, and then again, it is, you know, this is again how we see God's hand and work here, because in verse four, he says, again, they send another servant. And it's just like the Lord knocking in our hearts, 
you know, before we came to know the Lord, you know, that he was knocking our hearts, trying to get our attention. And here we see him. He's trying to get their attention, you know, because he says, again, they said another servant. And this one, they threw stones at him. They wounded him, you know, and they sent him back, you know. You know, he says, uh, the new King James says, shamefully treated. So they treated him bad and sent him out, you know, but again, we can see that the love of God is all over these verses because he doesn't stop there. You know, how many times have the Lord spoken to us and how many times, you know, in the past, you know, and I, I'm not always this wise when I was younger, I made tons of mistakes, you know, and I knew that God was constantly knocking in my heart. He was constantly touching me. And many times, you know, I just refused to listen. I just refused to hear his voice. And even when, when I used to remember my, my grandma, thank God for grandmas and thank God for great grand aunts that were constantly, and back in the day, they were always on their knees. They were always before the throne of grace. And this is who they were. And they were always praying, thank God that he heard those prayers. Thank God that he, he had mercy on us. Because here we see God again saying, again. He sent somebody. Again, he sent somebody to knock at their door. Again. And in verse 5, it says, and again, he sent another. You know? And him, they killed. Him, they killed. They went as far as killing. And many others, beating some and killing some. But this is something that is right here in verse 5. Something that was constantly going on. It wasn't that it was like a one-time deal. It wasn't that they approached, you know, the, the vine dressers at the, you know, for wine just one time. This is something that was happening again and again and again. And this, and this is why, you know, the word of God, God is always, always reaching out to us, always making a way for us always trying to open up a door for us, you know, and, and you see scriptures, you know, and we just finished, uh, Pastor Brendan made a mention of uh, the book of Numbers that we just finished uh, in, in the Zoom, uh, and that book, it, so many times the people were upset, so many times the people didn't want to listen, so many times the people didn't want to hear, and every time something negative happened, what did they do? They complained and they wanted to, you know, to, to, to kill the servants of the Lord. They wanted to go against what Moses and Aaron, you know, was saying because, you know, they were upset. And that's why we need to make sure that we hear the voice of the Lord, that we hear his voice when he calls out to us, that we listen to him and we don't refuse what he's asking us. But again, that is the mercy of God. That is the grace of God. And that is the love of God for every single one of us. That he loves us so much that he doesn't give up. That he doesn't give up. Come on now. Now you know that you are not perfect out there. And you know that we, we make mistakes. But thank the Lord for his mercy and grace that he's always has his hand extended to us. You know, then we get, you know, to verse six, it says, therefore still having one son, his beloved. Oh, that word beloved, his beloved son, you know. And, and he said, and he said there that I'm going to send him, 
Maybe they will listen to him. Maybe they will hear his voice. Maybe because if he's my son, they will respect him enough to hear his voice again. And this whole thing is based around Jesus. And the beautiful thing about this, that this is Jesus speaking about himself. This is the Lord speaking about himself, you know, so, so, you know, and, 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 and he knew this, you know, and you think about that, that, that Jesus knew why he was facing. Jesus knew what, what, what the future is going to be uh, that he had to face. But yet again, here he is speaking about himself. He's making himself known to them. And it says in verse seven, and those vine dressers said among themselves, here's the heir. Let us kill him. You know, let us, so we can get his inheritance. And I'm thinking about that, his inheritance, you know. What can they inherit if they kill him? Unless the, unless the owner has no one else to send, has no more men, you know, that can come. But they were they, thinking that they were going to get the inheritance of this individual, you know. And, and, and they were just thinking of, of themselves. They were not thinking about nothing else. But they, they didn't want to give up the fruit. They didn't want to do what the Lord was asking of them, you know. And, and But yet again, the love of God is the mercy of God. It is the grace of God, you know, that he continues to knock on our hearts, you know. And in verse 8, they say, so they took him and killed him and cast him out. They rejected him. They rejected him. They, they didn't want to hear they didn't want to hear. And today the Lord is calling out to us over and over again in scripture, but also over again and again to what we're seeing out there. You know, we've seen that the Lord is in a move. We've seen that that, that revival is taking place in different areas around the country, how the Lord is showing himself to his people, you know, and, and a lot of people, you know, and I remember some of these revivals that have taken place in the past you know, and I have the, the pleasure and the honor of, of being in, in Pensacola, Florida, back in the day, going back years and years ago, you know, and they were having revival out there. And I and, and God was speaking to the church and God was speaking to the people, you know, and God was drawing people to him. And today God is still doing the same thing and God is still calling us out but it's basically calling out the church for the church to wake up for the church to get right with god for the church to turn back to him so god is being merciful my brothers and sisters and god is calling all of us you know pastor brendan you know he was saying he was saying again he always says this you know that we are the best pastors where we're at you know because god wants to use us where we at and God is calling all of us where we at, you know, to share his word, to speak his word, to be an, 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 an extension of who he is to others. So, you know, like, like in the Zoom, you know, this morning, you know, and the scripture right here that is talking about the vine dresser, you know, and it's talking about God, God going to them and, and asking and asking for a portion, you know, what has the Lord given you? that he's asking you to share? What has the Lord given you that he's asking you to speak it? What is the Lord giving you that he's asking you to, to put it out there, to take that step, 
because God is always calling us. Just like in this, in this just short little 12 verses, how the Lord was constantly sending the, men, the servants out, constantly, you know, telling them, hey, constantly warning them, constantly saying, bring it, give it to me, you know, and they will continue to refuse. And God is calling us, you know, us not to refuse, but to do and to use what he has given us. Because, you know, whatever we do for the kingdom of God, sooner or later, the Lord's going to bless you for it. Sooner or later, you're going to see his hand extended. There is nothing that you could possibly do that God would not honor, that God would not bless you for. You know, and, and even when you're going through a hard time and a difficult time, God is merciful and God is faithful and God will show through in the middle of your storm. I remember a few weeks ago, and you guys already know this, but a few years, a weeks ago, when, when, you know, when it was my mom's funeral, you know, the Lord showed me how much he loved me by sending an, a young man, you know, to, that used to work for me back in the military days. Um, and this individual came in and I was wondering, what is he doing here? You know, what is this young man doing here? And, um, and he pretty much, he, 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 I asked him, ask him that question. How did you know? What are you doing here? And he, and he says, he says, he always called me Sergeant Hernandez. Always does that. Sergeant Hernandez. He says, because you were there for me when I came in. You know, and you helped me when I came in. I needed to be here to let you know that I'm here for you. You know? that I'm here for you. And this little guy, he was telling me, he was, like, he, was like, he was so cute, he was so cute. He would say, if you need to talk to somebody, you can call me. And I was, and I was like, wow, wow. You know, did I leave a mark on this guy's life? You know, did I spoke something over him that he felt this, you know? And, and, and is, that is just the faithfulness of God, letting you know that whatever we do, for the Lord, whatever we do for the kingdom, even those minor things that we don't think that is of any value, yet it is valuable. Because when we share, when we give back to the kingdom, when we give back to the Lord, when we use the gifts that he has given us for, so that the kingdom will grow, you know, that will always come back. God will always honor that and God will bless you. Because, you know, even here in this particular uh, short few verses, you know, it says, it says in verse 10, you know, that, that Jesus himself was saying, have you not even read the scripture? Now, Jesus knew the scripture. He knew the word. He says, but you guys, you guys, you guys forgotten? Have you not read the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? You know, the stone that the builders rejected. So they were, you know, pretty much rejecting the Lord. They were pretty much rejecting Christ pretty much rejecting all, you know, but this cornerstone, you know, is, is such an important stone. You know, when we talk about the, the, the builder that, that they rejected this stone, this is supposed to be the chief cornerstone is the, is the, the, the stone that they set in place. And, and every other stone is going to, is going to come from this particular stone, how it's laid out for the foundation. So this is a foundational stone. This is the, the main stone that they got to use. You know, so it's an important stone, you know, 
It has to be right. It has to, measurements have to be right because everything else is gonna come from this particular storm. So it's so important that they, when they rejected the Lord, when they reject Christ, they're rejecting the chief cornerstone, you know? And this chief cornerstone, you know, we read about it in, in you know, in Psalms 118 verses 22 and 23, talk, exact words talking about the chief cornerstone. Matthews 21, 42, it also speaks about the same cornerstone and Luke 20, 17. So when the scripture has so many verses going back and relating to the same thing, that means it's an important thing. It's an important thing. So Jesus Christ, he is the chief cornerstone. Jesus Christ, we rebuilt upon him. Our foundation will be solid. When we built upon him, you know, what we are sharing with others will produce, you know, when we built upon him, you know, it doesn't matter what happens, you know, we would not be shaken. You know, in life, there are many life-changing situations that may come. There are many things that can occur to us that are going to shake our world and rattle us. You know, there are many things that are going to happen that we are not in agreement with. But, you know, we can face all things. We can face every situation if we have the Lord in our life, if we have the Lord in our heart. Because in the middle of the storm, in the middle of those crises, in the middle that you cannot figure it out, in the middle that you're pulling out your hair, if you have hair to pull, to pull, you know, and you go, oh, my God. All I can go is, ah, you know, I can't pull nothing. But, you know, in the middle of that crisis, that it seems so impossible, the Lord is saying, I am with you in the middle of the storm. I am with you in the middle of the crisis because that's why his word is so important. That's why scripture is so important. That's why, you know, Christ became the chief cornerstone. He is the foundation that we built upon, you know, and when we built upon him, you know, we can be in the middle of the storm. Like, come on now, you know, in a storm, in the heart of the storm, in the middle of it, there's a quiet moment. In the middle of the storm, as the storm comes through, the outside winds are blowing and blowing, blowing and blowing everything all over the place. But when you get to the heart of the storm, to the middle of the storm, there is like a quietness, you know? And in the middle of the storm, when you receive that quietness, that's when God's saying to you, I am with you. I have not left you. And as the storm's gonna continue to move on, the winds are going to pick up again, but then you can reassure yourself that God is with you because his word says that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you and he will never abandon you. And in this particular, you know, short 12 verses that God is speaking about the, the, the vine dressers and he's speaking about, you know, that he prepared everything. He made everything and yet they rejected it, you know, and God is calling us. Don't reject what I have given you. Don't reject what I have poured upon you. Don't take it for granted. We can't take it for granted, my brothers and sisters, because he has given us everything. He has given us his word. He has given us hope. He has given us mercy. He has given us, you know, all that he can give us, you know, which is life. And today we can be victorious in him knowing that here, he is speaking of himself. He's speaking to you and he's speaking to me. 
And he's saying, I am that chief cornerstone. I am your foundation. And if we hold on to that promise, and if we hold on to that, you know, we will have victory over every situation. Hear what I'm saying? Over every situation. There is nothing that you're facing today that you cannot deal with. Why? Because he will give you the strength. He will give you the, the, the guidance. He will give you the blessing. And he will hold you in his hands, just like he did for me, you know, in my mother's funeral, just by, just by sending me that, that, that young man, that young man, and, and, and that I haven't seen in, in, in a couple of years, I haven't seen him, yet he was there. And he's saying, you were there for me. I am here for you. And God is telling you this morning, I am here for you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. I hold you in the palm of my hand, you know, and if we are in the palm of his hands, imagine that we're in his palm. Who can take us from his hand? Come on now. Who can take us from his hand? Nothing can take us from his hand. Why? Because he has us. And if he has us, what better place to be? What better place to be than in the palm of his hand? And even though sometimes in the palm of his hand, it is a difficult situation, he gives us the strength to go forward. He gives us the strength to be more than a conqueror. He gives us the strength to see beyond that and knowing that he is with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. So my brothers and sisters, as we start this week and we're focusing on the Lord, and we're reading his word. And he see, we see him again and again, sending the word out, again, sending the servant out. God is still touching our hearts. And he's saying, I am here for you. I am here for you, Frank. I am here for you, Bob G. I am here for you, June. I am here for you, Christy. I am here for you, Nicole. I am here for you. I would not forsake you. I would not abandon. I am here for you, Patrick. I am here for you, Yolanda. I am here for you, Maria. I am here for you. And the, and the list goes on and on. I am here for you, Kathy. I am here for you, Flo. I am here for you. God is constantly telling us that he is here, that he is here, and he would not let you go. So if he has you, <laughs> hallelujah. Ooh, I'm getting excited. If he, ha I can, I can, I can battle myself silly here sometimes because God is so good. He's so awesome because He's saying, "I am here for you, and I hold you in my hand, and I hold you in my heart, and I will not let you go because you are mine." You know, He calls the Son my beloved. Well, guess what? The Lord is calling you His beloved. His beloved. He's calling you his beloved. You are mine, he's saying. And no one can take you from me. And, when, and that alone, woo, that alone is just for me to praise him and to thank him and to worship him because he has me and he has you this morning. Hey, hallelujah. Oh, I better control myself here. Oh, because you know, God is so good, my brothers and sisters. God is so wonderful. And he's showing us his love. How Jesus, right here in this particular few verses, is speaking about himself. He's speaking about himself, and he's reminding us who we are in him, that he will not let you go. 
that he will continue to knock in our hearts. He will continue to knock in those hearts. Those ones, loved ones that we are praying for, you know, and, and they seem that they're so hard and they don't want to listen. Don't worry about it. It's not up to you. That's up to the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He's doing his job. All we have to do is continue to pray them in. All we have to do is continue to declare it and speak it forward and say, Lord, I thank you for their salvation. I thank you for touching them. I thank you for your healing. I thank you for your restoration. I thank you for your wholeness. I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your joy. I thank you, Father God, that I can be glad in the middle of the storm. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, that I can praise you, even though my body is weak. Amen though my body is hurting, I can still raise my hands and I can still praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your strength. Thank you, Father, for your peace. Thank you, Father, for your joy. Thank you, Father, for your deliverance. Thank you, Father, because I'm going to believe the report of the Lord and his report says that I am free, that I am delivered, that I am whole, that I am blessed, that I am an overcomer, that you are more than enough to meet my needs. I thank you, Father, that you are the God of the overflow and you are pouring it on, Lord God, and you're going to continue to pour it on into my cup overflow. And you know, overflow means that it's more than enough, that it's a continuous touch of God. And that is what is God is speaking to you this morning. My brothers and sisters, as we come to a conclusion, praise the Lord. He is so good. He is so wonderful. And you can look at scripture, you know, and, and, and as we read about the Lord Jesus, and as he's speaking about himself, you know, he's saying, I love you. You are my beloved. I will not let you go. I will not let you go. I have not forsaken you. My brothers and sisters, your promises, those blessings that God has said to you about your family, that prayer that you have put in his hands, you know, it's about to come to fulfillment. It's a, I'm, I'm saying it, I'm speaking it out. It's about to come to fulfillment. You know, all you have to do is continue to believe. Do not think that God has not hurt you. He hurt you from day one. And I don't care if you've been talking about this to the Lord for one day, a year, 10 years or whatever, God's word will be fulfilled in your life. God's promises are yes and amen, and they're going to be fulfilled. And 2023, you know, this particular year is going to be a year of revival. It's going to be a year of restoration. It's going to be a year of healing, and God is on the move. And do not, for, not, not forget to give him the praise. Do not forget to give him the glory. Do not forget to give him the honor. Just like he has been here for me, and you guys have known my story, he is here for you. And even if he has to send somebody that you you might have forgotten about like this young man into your life and says, I am here to tell you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm saying thank you. I'm being the spokesperson for all those people. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for being out there. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you. You know, because we need to hear that and God is going to receive all the praise and the glory. My brother says this, I can keep going on and on and on. And I start, you know, going a little crazy, but you know, God loves you. I love you guys. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. You know, the best is yet to come. You know, so, you know, as we bring to the, this to a close, 
I love you. I love you. I love you. I'll give you hugs and kisses when I see you. But God loves you more. God loves you more. And he's right there with you. He has not forsaken you. He has not abandoned you. He is right there. Don't give up. Don't quit. Keep moving forward. Keep speaking life. Keep speaking life. Because I know, I know that those prayers are being answered as we speak. Those prayers are being answered. I say it one more time. Those prayers are being answered. Give them the praise. Give them the glory. Give them the honor in advance. Because they're coming. They're coming. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you for all my brothers and my sisters, Father God, that are hearing this this morning. I pray your blessings upon them. I speak life. I speak your mercy. I speak your compassion. I speak your hope. I speak your grace. I speak your peace. I speak your joy over them. Meet them right there where they're at, Lord God. I thank you for answering their prayers. I thank you for the miracles happening in their homes and in their families and in their marriage. I thank you for restoration and healing. I thank you for the salvation of their loved ones, of their children, of their great-grandchildren, of their great-great-grandchildren. Father God, I thank you for what you're doing, Father. And I thank you, Father, what you're doing in our church and fusion and the pastors and the leaders. I thank you for using them, Father God. I thank you that you give them your word, Father God. And I thank you what you're going to continue to do in their homes and in their families, Father. Father God, and in our homes and family, Lord, I thank you, Father, in advance for all these things. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen and amen. All right, my brothers and sisters, have a blessed week. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. The best is yet to come, and we'll speak soon. God bless.